Welcome to The New Next, a podcast that addresses current events and how they will impact the future. Co-hosted by the inquisitive public speaking champion, Mike McVeigh, and energy economics and technology expert, Matt Jensen. Join us as we explore all things energy, economic, tech, and political, and how they will affect our future. Hey, Matt, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Um, well, as you can hear, my voice is sexier than ever. <laughs> That's funny. Probably me, too. Oh. So both of us are sleep-deprived these days. Well, I mean... It's just hard to capture sexiness this often, so I'm glad that our <laughs> listeners get that honor. <laughs> yeah, sure. <clears throat> Some may disagree. Well, you know, not everybody understands how valuable listening to our voices, no matter how <laughs> they sound, actually are. As as long as our wives think that we're sexy, you know. Yes, yes. That's, that's, all, that that's all who we care about. <laughs> and want us around. So sorry. Sorry, all you fans. We'll have to um, take a long, never going to be stamp back rain check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so we've got some a lot of interesting things to cover. Um, I guess the first one uh, we recently had the Nord Stream pipeline um, exploded, and it's been kind of a little bit of a mystery. And Matt. Um, why should we care? <laughs> well, we've talked a lot about the Nord Stream over the last year on this podcast, and uh, it's it's been the it kind of started out as the Nord Stream two uh, being the point of contention. That was the new pipeline that the permit had been approved for, and then revoked over you know geopolitical tensions with Russia um, from Germany and. <clears throat> You know, um, what, when was that? Uh, a month or two ago, uh, it exploded. So Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 are right next to each other. Um, it was a pretty large explosion. It was pretty obvious that there was uh, something amiss there. But Sweden and Denmark have been doing a formal investigation. So kind of the weird thing after it exploded the Nord Stream 2 permit had been revoked and Russia was like, well, Nord Stream 1 isn't uh, suitable to send gas in it, but we can send it through one pipe of Nord Stream 2 still, if you want to prove that. So um, nobody really knows who did it still at this point, but uh, Sweden and Denmark issued a joint kind of initial report uh, a couple days ago on the 18th, so two days before this recording, talking about how they had essentially sent people down to investigate and found uh, evidence of explosives and, you know, clearly basically um, confirming what we already expected that this was man made, you know, or a man made event. Yeah, it's, um, it's funny because when we first were sending this article back and forth, um, all it was is that this mysterious, you know, this mysterious <laughs> happening. And then just as recently as uh, Friday, um, <laughs> the the language around it has definitely changed. Uh, in fact, the opening line from this uh, um, Swedish article says, the security police are conducting intensive work in the preliminary investigation surrounding the 
detonations at the huh. gas pipelines Nord Stream 1 and 2. Uh, the investigation shows that this is a case of serious sabotage. And like, oh, well, that was definitely not in the article I sent you a few <laughs> days ago. So yeah, totally. it just shows it just shows um, how crazy, uh, you know, everybody's. I, I mean, we're assuming or I'm assuming and you tell me if I'm wrong, but this probably has something to do with Russia and Ukraine. Well, y- y- surely it's it's got got to, you know, something to do with it whether it, you know, it may or may not be those parties. And, mm. uh, if you're going to go to a narrative story, if you're going to think about like a James Bond story too, this is, um, I don't think there's, you know, I could be proven wrong, but I don't think that there's a, uh, illegal criminal organization that has the ability to, uh, do terrorism at that depth or would want to, but, you know, in the James Bond sort of uh, fanatical um, storylines of of past, this would be a perfect story where basically, you know, kind of an independent terrorist like entity goes in there and blows something up that pins two countries that are already at each other's face together. So um, you sent me the article before this about the dark ships and that that was really interesting so they uh they actually spotted um basically uh ships that were trying to camouflage or stealth ships um around the time and they used some interesting technology so with kind of like the stealth ships if you're going to just uh use satellite photos it's really difficult to necessarily uh pick out a needle in the haystack but there's this company that has this uh, cool technology that they use, which is a lot, you know, similar to things that in oil and gas, but they basically send uh, sound waves off the surface and can uh, map out 3d basically uh, densities, um, you know, and create figures essentially. So uh, they spotted some ships heading towards that area around that time using a pretty robust algorithm uh, to sort through tons of information around those days. Uh, A pretty cool deal, but that kind of kicked off this discussion between us is, well, this is interesting. We finally had some movement here and it Mm -hmm. seems like, um, you know, something that I wouldn't have necessarily thought you find a clear answer on. It's kind of, uh, trending that way that you might find a clear answer on there. Yeah. And you mentioned the whole James Bond thing. And it, it does seem like it's odd that now that there's an unconfirmed who the next James Bond is, because Daniel Craig's stepping down, this definitely feels like it's, it's, it's attacking the movie industry just as much as the, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> well, the, the, the funny thing is just for us, ba- uh, Bond insiders <laughs> is, uh, the, the new, the, the new James Wan is actually going to be a battle between Emmanuel Macron and Justin Trudeau. So we'll see which and, one pulls it off. And then, and then watch him pull somebody else out that has nothing to do with that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just checking. Um, um, which, yeah, but it, it's, it, I think it's interesting, you know, from the geopolitical sense, but also the mm-hmm. fact that the technology that has found this is is kind of showing that pretty much anything mm-hmm. that we do 
on the surface that's not covered by a structure. And even a lot of times with that is basically someone can find it out. So yeah, that's, I think that, um, for me, you know, some people might really feel tweaked out by like that and stuff. But for me, it is a surveillance state and I'm not a huge fan of that, but it also kind of, there's a, a feeling of safety, I guess, that I, I, I feel thinking about that, knowing that um, it's almost like radical transparency, kind of like we had, um, you know, kind of the agreements that we had up until recently with like Russia and stuff that they allowed and we allowed them to essentially fly over spy planes to keep tabs on us as a, as a friendly agreement. Yeah. And it, I mean, when the internet came out, we all kind of made there, there's that running joke of there's nothing that you can write on the internet that doesn't stay forever. You know, everything yeah. that gets on the internet stays. And now That's it's kind of weird. It's not just the internet now, pretty much anything that happens, um, is almost marked in track. So, um, well, you, you should just work <laughs> on being a good person and not, not trying to hide sketchy things. So, Hey, Hey, I am a good person. I have to do my one or two sketchy things to make me feel <laughs> like a normal person. If you would like to learn more about the new next podcast, find us at the new next where you can suggest a topic you would like for us to cover. If you enjoyed what you heard, share the podcast, tell a friend about it, or rate us with five stars. 